Today, we are welcoming Maxine to the Superconscious Podcast. And Maxine is the CEO of Pick My Brain, which is her child of passion. I'll put it there. That's what we are going to be talking about is living out your passion fully, living on all cylinders being charged with your passion and your inspiration and super consciousness. So I'll begin by asking you, how did it come into existence? What brought Pick My Brain into existence? Mm-hmm. How did it become your passion and your sole focus that you mm-hmm. explored every single thing to just make this your life? Yeah, it um it was a it was a project in the making. I feel a lot of people say that pick my brain is just a manifestation of what I do um every day, which is <clears throat> connect with people deeply um and use those insights and that energy to create. And all of these ideas, like from from understanding the value of people, understanding the diversity and knowledge that exists. Um, understanding that price allows people to formalize a relationship, understanding my inaccessibility to meet whoever I wanted, but realizing that if I could, I can optimize so far. And then recognizing that my mom was unable to plug her knowledge back into the system and share. Um, I just kind of got this idea. I was like, wow, can I monetize knowledge like Airbnb monetized unused space and list it on a marketplace? And like, if I did that and I had the power to have a conversation with anyone I wanted, what does that unlock for me? Um, What what does that give me? And if my, if my mom could like let the whole world know with the click of a button that she was open and available, like, does that, what does that look like? And that vision, um, yeah, I just remember the night that it all kind of like condensed into my mind um, and I couldn't sleep. And I remember waking up my partner at the time being like, okay, it's like, I, I'm, I want to tell you like I'm pregnant, but I'm not pregnant, but I'm pregnant with an idea. And it's just like as significant as if I was telling you I'm pregnant and I couldn't, yeah, it just, it just all kind of like channeled down. And I was like, this is, this is it. And my, you know, my thoughts around this idea of like, oh my gosh, if we could monetize knowledge and if knowledge became commerce and, you know, there's no supply chain, there's no resources used, um, you know, knowledge is the next economy, uh, you know, two ideas make 10. So there's, there's no like, like shortage, there's no scarcity around this. This is like completely abundant. Um, and yeah, my like financial brain was like, wow, there could be a total, uh, an entire stock market for knowledge. Um, there could be a price for knowledge globally. And yeah, this whole new economy could exist if we, if we put this in a marketplace. And so, yeah, ever since I, that's kind of how it like channeled into me. And then I just started once I had that vision um, and kind of layered it through my entire life experiences, I was like, okay, I'm, I need to test and validate this now. Um, and so that's where it was channeled. And then I started to be like, okay, is the world ready for this idea? Are people willing to pay for knowledge because we're so good at paying for stuff, but are people willing to sit down with someone and have a conversation and value that? And so full circle, I was like, well, I got to test this. Um, I went back to Airbnb. They had just launched experiences. And I said, okay, I'm going to launch my first knowledge offer. Let's see if people will pay me for my knowledge. I'm, I'm like, not really anyone famous. Let's, let's package and price something based on my time, energy and experience. And so I made an offer and it was called 
uh, coffee and conversation with a Vancouver startup founder. And the description was, let's go for coffee. Let's talk about the future of work, the future of education, and any ideas that you have. And I charged 50 bucks for it. And I was like, okay, this is like super out there. And like, no one has a listing like this, but like, I need to test this idea. Let's, let's see if anyone will pay me for a coffee and a conversation. Um, and lo and behold, uh, 60 people from around the world, complete strangers in the course of three months, uh, booked and paid me for this coffee and conversation. And so I was like going for these coffee and conversations with strangers from all around the world for three months, like every other day. And it was not the $3,000 that I made that made me commit my entire rest of my life to this project. It was that every one of the 60 experiences was 10 out of 10, if not more. And that was five years ago, six years ago. And the compounding impact of those coffee and conversations are still occurring today. Um, and just to give you some examples, like the first person that booked me ended up becoming my first employee two years later. The second person, person that booked me ended up writing my first $50,000 investment check when I didn't even know that I was fundraising. He's like, I want to invest in this. And I was like, what, what should I raise money for this? And then, so he planted that idea and gave me my first check. The third person that booked me, I fell in love with. I met my twin flame. He found me through this offer. I knew as soon as I met him, I was like, uh oh, <laughs> hi, <laughs> you're here. Um, and then, you know, 57 other bookings gave me this global network. And, and again, same with Couchsurfing, it, it did that too, but this was like paid work. And I was like, so interested. And so I had these like 57 other people who, after a coffee and conversation and diving into a shared topic that we both found each other on, people that wanted to talk about the future of work, the future of education and ideas, right? Complete match, because we're going to have so much to discuss that they opted into buying that from me. And they show up on time because it's formalized. And I come because that's my favorite thing to talk about with high energy. Those relationships, again, in the span of 45 minutes, my coffee was only 45 minutes, would result in people being like, come to my country. You can stay at my house. Like, you know, and so I like walked away again with this deep global network of like people who I trusted. And like, as every of those 60 interactions occurred, it was not one directional. Like I learned so much every single time too. So it wasn't just me talking and exporting um, and delivering. It was a complete exchange that was formalized by the offer that got us both there. And so all th that experiment was really the like also just complete eye opener as to the economics, this, the offer, um, the invitation um, that needed to exist in order to become it was a magnet offer that ultimately attracted the greatest energy towards me the greatest people towards me the greatest opportunities towards me while I just sat and just said this like and people came to me and paid me and I was like okay like this is nuts this is new this is new like I really like this and so yeah, from that day forward, I, I started to design, pick my brain and started to imagine this is obviously pre-COVID, this marketplace where I could have a coffee and conversation with anyone in the world for $50 now, and where anyone in the world could decide if they wanted to be open and available for a simple coffee and conversation for $50. And to create a new offer for society that I feel like everyone could participate in, irregardless of what your story is, because everyone has a story to share um, and matches would just happen. And I felt like this whole economy could exist on just these coffee and conversations. 
And so, yeah, I just started again, channeling this vision even more, started sketching out the version of how pick my brain could work, started building these smart programmable contracts that allowed people to create these offers really easily. Um, and went probably too far in my development. Cause once I discovered a smart programmable contract that I could charge for coffee and conversation, I was like, Oh, what else could I offer? And what else will people come into my wake for? And so I started to play with that offer. I, I did, I packaged and priced, um, workshops for people in my community. I packaged and priced a half a day to hang out. I packaged and priced a two day getaway. Um, and so I started playing with all these different ways to make revenue streams and these offers, which I feel like now are, are much more, um, you know, ubiquitous and, and have more understanding based on where the economy is going. But back then it's very different to just whip up an offer using a smart contract, send it to people and be like, do you want in? Um, and so once I kind of learned myself how to package and price my knowledge and attract people into my offers, I started teaching other people how to do it. The first being my mom. And so I built my mom an offer in her retirement and she wanted to, I was like, mom, what do you want to attract people into? Like what, you know, starting from that place of creation, what, what do you want to package and price? And what came out was she has this beautiful property on Vancouver Island. Um, she's got this great network over her 40 year career. She's like, I want to allow my past clients to come visit me on Vancouver Island for a creative getaway. I was like, cool, let's package it. You know, I was like, just dream it out and let's just, we'll just plug it into my little smart programmable contract and build your profile. And then we'll invite your, your community to come. And again, hits like everyone was like, oh my gosh, I would love to come to your house on a two day creative getaway. I didn't even know this existed. I didn't know I could do this with you. Right. And again, that was another insight. Oh my goodness. There are so many offers that exist between people all the time, but we don't know and we don't have the permission or we haven't formalized the offer that allows that exchange to happen. But when I packaged it and allowed people in my mom's community to book it, we discovered the demand that was just sitting there dormant, but, but active, but just no way to exercise it. Right. And so I was like, okay, that's really interesting. And then I taught my mom, she got up, now she has this business where she like hosts people creatively on Vancouver Island. And then I started teaching other people how to package and price their knowledge as well. Again, starting from that place, what do you want to attract from you? What is your dream? What, what could you offer that would just like light your soul on fire? We'll package and price it. And we'll see if the market responds to it. Um, and so I just did that hundreds of times for, well, I did it for a hundred people. I taught them all how to package and price their knowledge using this beta product, this pick my brain product that I had made. Um, and learned a lot in doing so. And then, yeah, just things started to take off. Um, like a hundred people invited a thousand people, those a thousand people invited 10,000 people. And now we're in 88 countries and it's pretty normal. I'd say now to package and price and sell your knowledge on our marketplace. Um, and we've also, you know, started stepping into building knowledge marketplaces for other communities that want to do that for their members. And so that's, yeah, that's kind of the story of, of how it got to where it is today. <laughs> that's really impressive. The The first things that I noticed is that you mentioned words like channeling and high energy. And I'm really curious to hear about what do you mean with channeling and what that meant for you and what it continues to mean for you? Yeah, uh, that's really interesting. I Okay, so when I first got the idea of pick my brain, like I said, it was like a channel that came through. And the reason, yeah, I use that because it was like the strongest sense of all of the lived experiences in my life adding up at this point. And like, 
aligning. And then just as soon as it aligned, it just like went through me. That's the best way I can describe it. It came through me and then was in me and like would never, I was like, this is it. Just like, I feel like maybe women might know if they're pregnant, they would like understand that the maybe day that it happened or, or if, if they had a vision of, of what was coming, it was, it was kind of similar. I was just like this idea, this combination of my lived experiences and my insights about people and these little experiments, I don't know, all accumulated at one day at this point when I had given myself permission to lean into it, right? I quit my job, gave myself a year on, and I actually recommend everyone do that because the permission and the space that I, which I was creating during that year allowed that to happen. I don't think I would have been able to channel that if I was working at my full-time job for sure. Cause I didn't have the freedom and the openness and the flexibility to let those things pass through. So yeah, I say channel when the idea came through, cause it was, it literally felt like it went from my top into my body and then like in everything. And that was just it. I was like integrated at that point. I was like, Oh, I understand my purpose now. Like my entire life makes sense right now. I understand how to apply it. I understand what the world needs. Um, and I am shook by it, you know? Uh, so that was, that was like my first, well, maybe not my first, but like the, the strongest one I've, I've felt, um, in my life that was so like body feel. And since then, I feel like, you know, having have started and launched Pick My Brain and worked on it for the, the past five years, I feel like channel now means, I don't know, like I, I'm still figuring it out, but it happens regularly now more, or I'm able to like understand a direction that I need to move as a result of, again, pieces coming together and integrating at a point. Um, and it doesn't happen all the time. It's just like when you're super in alignment that you're like, oh, we've fundamentally adjusted and picked this path um, in a way. And, and this is where we're going. And I'll like work on it, work on it, work on it. And all this information will accumulate again. And then it will like come down again and integrate. And be like, ah, okay, this is the next person on the journey that I need to go towards. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely not linear, but it definitely has a, a combination of pieces of information all coming together and experiences at some point hitting a saturation um coming in this and like coming through physically um and that's just like started to rinse and repeat at a more like now I understand it a little bit more than I did when that first one came and I was like whoa this is this is this is what I meant to do I understand my purpose now <laughs> yeah well, it's almost like you know uh there is this process of listening and also like there is something it seems like it's guiding you right like it, yeah it's that nature so what is your relationship to that which is guiding you do you do you put some name to it or is it just like you don't even care about it this is just this is i'm being guided by whatever or it's just me uh, and my mind that is orchestrating all of this like how do you see this whole thing yeah, that's a really interesting question. Um, I think if I was to intellectualize it and then I'll go into body after, I see people as these collections of, I don't know, particles that when I interact with them, I keep some of them 
and they keep some of mine and, and I can like go through and like meet people that I want and all these little collections that I collect from them are me listening but me also holding what they have in this unique way that sometimes comes together which is why I like have this I have this innate desire like it's I can't stop it um of understanding all perspectives and then once I have like a deep enough understanding of enough perspectives then I feel like I have an integration that happens um and so like when I was a kid like I couldn't be friends with one group and I couldn't play just one sport because I wouldn't be able to navigate life without without the understanding of like the cultures in all sports and how my body responds to all sports or like um, yeah, how could I navigate not knowing what the math kids really know about and the art kids really know about and the, and the athlete kids? Like, I felt like all of that information was essential for me to navigate life. And I didn't understand how to navigate it without it. Um, and then when I took my year on and I drove across my country and had like hundreds of conversations with people as well, I felt that at a larger scale that each conversation was a piece um, like a puzzle piece to understanding the next step and the purpose and that that I had complete trust in that uh, that just having those conversations, the right information would be shared and the right um, recommendations of who I need to meet next, I would get that right next person, which would stack. And so I, I don't know if it's like a permission and a complete lean into being like, like I am open to where I need to go based on what I'm hearing in the moment from the person and have the trust in myself and my intuition and my gut now to like know how to use that information to keep going. So I feel like it's like, yeah, it's a, it's definitely listening for sure and, and gathering and aggregating. Um, and then there's also this like, I don't know, because you it's funny, like you put two people in a room and you you get them to watch the same thing. Both people walk away with different insights. And so it's not like one in, it's not like I'm gathering this specific thing. There's just some things that resonate with me. I'm like, well, I got to listen to that and follow that because my body full tingled on, like you just shared something, but like, you know, 60 other percent could be like, oh, that's nice. And that's going through me. But then there's like some that like, I'm like, oh, I got to hold that one. And that one's going to be important for the next step. And I don't know which you know I, I don't know I don't I don't know if I can explain why I know which ones are important or which one if I do but I just know which ones resonate you know I've got this like um like I've got a, a decent enough relationship with my body that I can feel when something's like a fuck yes that is like that is that is a full body yes I am a full body yes on that and I'll move towards it until that changes I um, love that I, I always use this this expression if it's if it's a hell yes then you should definitely go for it if it's not a hell yes then it's a no yeah 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 and it takes a little while to um navigate like you have it and then you move towards it and you just got to be like flexible enough to keep having it move through you and with you it's not like it's not like one and done it's not like you move and then it's done it's like this continuous process but um yeah and it's for the first time in my leadership um now with pick my brain I primarily before just a couple months ago would lead with intellect first um and like understanding the strategy and intuition second because I did have it really strong um but just recently I've like switched now and being like I think I'm gonna go with intuition first and then logic second now 
And that's been really nice actually. And it's, it's, it's difficult. It's definitely more friction because the world doesn't operate like that. And everyone around me doesn't operate like that. A lot of people operate on logic. And so it takes a lot of trust with a leader that's like, I just feel like this is the right decision. Um, and you know, I just have to go to this place because I don't know why I just feel like I have to. Um, and so it, while it creates maybe a little bit of a more like struggle with traditional ways of doing things, it feels like so much permission. Like I had when I took my year on, like I was like in that space of like creation. I was like, I have a year to just follow and do what I need to do. And, and that was like, you know, you're just vibrating in, in that space. And so when I am in right now, when I go into that intuition, when I just like lean and be like, yeah, I just like fully trust where I'll move. I also feel like I can vibrate at that level of creation higher than if I'm logicking all the time. Um, and it's a constant dance and a balance because I am a startup and I am fundraising and fundraising has terms and you have to have projections and you have to hit these numbers that are very, you know, structured and it doesn't quite, you know, resonate with me all the time. Um, but I'll play the game to get the, you know, I got to play the game a little bit to keep um, moving towards it. And I'll, I'll, I'll hit it, but I just might not hit it in a way that I had to pre-plan. Cause I'm like, how does anyone pre-plan three years? You know, like, I don't know. That doesn't make sense to me, but I'll, I can, I, what does make sense to me when I bring it back is like three years of thinking and imagining what relationships I would like to enter and building up to them. Right. Um, when I first started pick my brain, I never imagined being able to go in front of companies and pitch them ideas to build marketplaces for their entire communities until I started to like project three years forward. So I, I do like both worlds, but I'm still trying to find like where they go like this all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So um, like, you know, it's what I was describing to you before the before we started recording that super conscious is like this listening to all the intelligences and using all the intelligences and that for me, the super conscious is that which is assimilating the information and the intelligence from all of these different centers, the body, the heart, the mind, yes. soul, intuition, whatever. But then something is, you know, the the union of all of that, which is then suddenly this boom, it just drops, it lands, it integrates everything. And yeah. you just know, you have this deep knowing. So this is, it's like, it's a lovely description that you gave through your story, you know, like without calling it anything, but this is exactly what I call super conscious is where you are fully activated and fully listening to everything in tune, keep going, keep flowing. And then you keep having these checkpoints where you get that, okay. This is yeah. this this is what's really happening. This is yeah. what you've been working towards. So it's like this this beautiful dance of you know, like you're working out a puzzle which you don't even know what the puzzle is supposed to look like, but you, you know, know that you're working it out and yeah. it just keeps coming together in these beautiful ways. So you know what I love? She she said, I am a startup. You didn't say I run a startup, I own a <laughs> I have a team and we are doing something that's a startup. No, you said I am a startup. Nice. And that's exactly it. That's you're yeah. channeling the startup because you are the embodiment of that. And that's exactly what we are also constantly talking about right now about magnetic business and that 
you are not separate from your business. You're not separate from your startup. You're not separate from your partner. You're not separate from anything and anyone. You yeah. are it. And that's exactly what you're talking about in your story, like like Tia just said. Yeah. I love that. I am. I, I do feel that fully. And the collective intelligence is also something I feel like I'm trying to create because I felt like I had an advantage having the collective intelligence of different groups throughout my life. I felt like I was able in high school, um, you know, with different friends to, I don't know, I felt like I've got, I had this big understanding of how everyone worked together um, and the benefits that each group had and that no one was better than any others. And I, I like had this, these insights that other people didn't because they didn't go outside their group. And then the financial industry, because I knew so much about the environment and the United Nations and planetary boundaries, I felt like as a, as someone who was trading, I had a unique contribution and like something very important to share that was not being shared at the table because 99% of traders don't know about the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. So I, I again, I found like a, a purpose of like knowing that knowledge and in creating Pick My Brain, um, and, and actually, even before that, like having these hundred conversations in my year on with these variety of people gave me an insight as to not only what was happening in the world, but what, like I gained a deeper understanding of myself, of them and their purpose and their intent and their motivations. And then collectively, I was able to paint a picture of where they were all at, right? Individually, I understood where they were all at. But when I had a hundred conversations, I was like, I generally have an understanding of where the temperature um, is where where people's feelings are aligned and how they're how they're navigating as a as a collective. And so it picked my brain. I was like, yeah, and I feel like my intuition is so strong, not because I can do things differently, but because I have so many conversations with people that I'm able to tap into the collective awareness. And that increases and dials up my intuition. Um, and so with building pick my brain, I want to give people that, access because it is very difficult. I've realized it's not natural. Like just because I am a, you know, cross-pollinator of all, uh, you know, species, like I love to cross-pollinate everybody's not, not everyone does. Um, most don't, right. There's only a few species within the ecosystem. Even if I look at animals that are the cross-pollinators or the keystone species, right. The salmon feed all the bees pollinate all. There's not a lot of species that do that. And yet the entire ecosystem is dependent on them. And if they go away, everything else dies. And so when I think about that in terms of pick my brain, like I just really want to give people access, permission and permission to go and glean insights from others that can help inform them and keep them plugged in and relevant and understanding right like I really feel like the pursuit of increasing your perspective your empathy and your understanding and awareness can serve you in so many ways but in order to get there you have to have conversations with people from different generations different countries different backgrounds different cultures and that is very difficult the entire internet is not built on the ability to do that in fact, it's designed opposite. The more I click on, the more it shows me of what I am interested in. And so then it keeps siloing me and siloing me and narrowing me into my niche, which has a purpose. But again, I think this next economy we're shifting over is the, the mycelium network on top, the interconnectedness of it all. We did really good as society at building these silos up and becoming experts in our field, but we have missed the mark because 
every financial person doesn't know the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. That's just one example of thousands. But I'm like, that should not, you shouldn't be allowed to trade unless you know this because every trade impacts this, you know? And, and there's so many other instances that I find that people should not be making key decisions because they do not have the perspective um, and the insight and the understanding of what they are making a decision on. Um, and I really, the more I dug into that, the more I realized is I, it's really hard to get that perspective in the way society is. It's, it's even, it, you know, as someone who's naturally curious, like when Black Lives Matter was happening, when the Indigenous crisis in Canada was happening, like I wanted to have conversations about it, but super uncomfortable to ask someone outside when we're going through that. Even my friends that are Jewish, I'm like, can we talk about this? Like, are, are you open for me to just ask a million questions right now? Because I can't navigate the media, um, but I can navigate conversation. But again, not like we're not at a place, I feel like in society that we are open to asking for that. And then people are open to giving it. But so Pick My Brain brings those two things together and says, everyone who has signed up on Pick My Brain signed up because they are open and available and accessible to you. They invite you to that conversation. You don't have to worry about going there with this group. Um, and when everyone on Pick My Brain, we have a community where we invite all of our brains to these networking events too, where we mix and match them up. Like I just like love the idea of mixing people. I'm, and it's the exact same thing I did in high school, but I'm just trying to do it on a global scale. I'm like, all right, let's bring them all together on, 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 you know, a virtual room, put them in a room, draw a deep question and give them the space to have that dialogue. Um, and so in 2024, I'm leaning into that more too, like this bringing people together and mixing and matching them and giving them permission and a safe space to go and collect the opinions and the perspectives and the stories and the experiences of people, because that is where all the answers lie. You know, it's like there's, there's, and then you talk about going from the scarcity model that we've been governed on. And I studied economics. Every single thing in economics is based on scarcity. The entire model is based on limited resources, right? And that's now that I'm in the, the abundant mindset, I'm like, that's crazy. Like, no, there is a like, unlimited abundance. Like this is, we got to change. What, what does the model look like if we assume abundance, right? Economists assume everything, but we've never assumed abundance. Why? <laughs> that's weird um but with pick my brain like I feel like every person I have a conversation with you know and I have lots of conversations it's my my source of energy my source of opportunities my source of investment every person I sit down I'm like there is millions of dollars between us right now of value to explore and unlock if we choose and I approach every person I meet like that there is millions of dollars of value between us, sitting between us, if we have the want and the values and the incentive, the motivations to explore it. Um, but yeah, there's just not that site that brings us together to do that regularly. Um, so yeah, it all fits into that collective intelligence. Like collective intelligence, that interconnectedness is is the shift that we need to jump over into this next version of the economy that is here and is coming. Um, and I'm just, that's my role is like to help that economy be born. And I know that now by bringing people together and mixing and matching them and unlocking all of this quantum untapped sitting dormant potential that is just not activated yet, but it gets activated with conversation 
That's like the, the easiest one to activate it. So I'm like, okay, 10 million conversations between the world's people. That's what I got to do. <laughs> wow. That is very powerful. And like, you know, I think the way I see you, like everything you've described up until now, you are that person who has your intelligences in running in that collective way. But even like, you know, the way you were describing a lot of people, most people just rely on one intelligence, which is the intellect. And yeah. like, that's where we see our role, for example, is like helping people to understand what mm -hmm. having collective intelligence within you looks and feels like and operating at that level. So I feel like, you know, it's, it's both to do it at this global scale, definitely. And also do it at that individual level, because if you are just relying on that one intelligence you can't assimilate all of this information you really need so much more processing capacity to put everything together and yeah. to bring your whole system online so that's what our whole coaching and everything is about is bring yeah. all of you alive yeah, so important. And, um, you know, yeah, teaching people that they can access that and how to access it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's like you're sitting on a pile of resources that are not being used. Absolutely. But it's because you've never, you've never been shown, right? We were talking about the, before the podcast, like people don't know how to talk to their body and be like, how does my body respond to this? They, they aren't given that point of reflection that they can even tap in to ask their body how it feels you know um so if you don't have that it's not a it's not natural to go there and so you rely on your head which is taught okay think think it through logic it out um you know use your brain to figure out this problem and you're like but there are millions of people that i could tap into have that answer um yeah i could feel it what what is the what is the path that feels the best i don't even think like a lot of people ask that what is the path that feels the best it's like which path makes us the most money is typically right the economy that we are currently in finance is at the top money is at the top of it right we've got this capitalistic model money and men have kind of like have formed this this current version of our reality and i'm just like but there are just so many other ways to do it um and yeah, I think we're all, your business is helping people step into that. Your coaching is helping people step into that. Um, your coaching leaders, uh, right? Only 2% of the world is leaders that kind of govern and lead the 98%. So if we can equip the leaders with that knowledge, that will slowly disseminate down, which is why I loved you've chosen, right? Like, it's like, you really got to think about where you drop that knowledge and those insights to have the most amount of impact as well. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's the, it's really the, it's just, and it, and how much fun it is to explore it is also part of the equation. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like this is the real joy. Like when you, when you are living in this way of an absolute adventure constantly, where you're solving a puzzle, which you don't even know what it looks like. And you're yeah. constantly, you know, looking for pieces, getting pieces, not having any clue how to put them together, but then something inside you is doing all of that work. And yeah. to see this masterpiece unfolding is yeah. just incredible. Which is exactly why I wanted to also ask you more of a practical day-to-day -day question. How yeah. how does your day look like when it comes to really living from your passion, living through, you know, channeling something through you? 
And that is a question coming from a place of there's abundance of ideas, there's abundance of energy, and it seems like you're running on all cylinders, like we said in, in the beginning, and yet you're also a human. So yeah. how does it look like on a day-to-day -day basis? How do you navigate life? Yeah, uh, excellent question. And it's something that I, I, I'll tell you how I do it, and then I'll tell you that I have guilt about doing it that way sometimes because of the world and like how sometimes I don't like, yeah, I'm, I'm nervous about it, but it keeps working. So I keep leaning into it and it just feels it's what's natural. And so again, yeah, the way I navigate life is I, I am not a very structured person. You could probably guess like, I'm, I'm kind of like, if I, if, if someone that I meet changes my path, I'm like totally comfortable adjusting that path. So I, I don't have a very structured calendar. I'm also of the belief that the universe sends me exactly who I need when I need. And so my calendar is open on pick my brain all the time. And so every day I'll have sessions of people reaching out to book me and I will accept all of them because again, I approach everyone that's coming at me with, you have something to share with me and I will glean that and I will in ensure that there is something of value that happens here. And so like my calendar today, again, I kind of, again, because my calendar is quite open, I have a bunch of forces coming in all the way, but people are like, why? Like, I do have a lot of energy every day and it doesn't seem to diminish. And my only answer is, is because I talk to so many people and I get constant energy from them and doing that. So it's like the kind of the more people I'm able to um, sync with, I, my batteries continuously stay charged. It's when I am not connecting with people that I will, I can go into a darker space and get a little bit sad with, you know, I can kind of find myself like struggling, but when I'm constantly have the dialogue and the energy going between it, my battery is open. Um, so yeah, open calendar in terms of let the universe come in, just like the coffee and conversations. I was like, who's going to book this? And, and, and pick my brain is like, who's going to take me up on my offers. And it's just remarkable on what comes in every day. I'm amazed at what comes in. Um, so that's always happening, which means I'm making decisions real time, which for a team sometimes can be very difficult. Like I have my North star, right. We're going to build a mark. Like I try to give analogies, like, right. I want to build a marketplace as big as Amazon, but there's no products on our marketplace. There's just people, I think knowledge commerce is the new e-commerce and that in order for knowledge commerce to become the new e-commerce, we need to make it as easy to buy and sell and gift knowledge as we can. Um, you know, Shopify made it super easy to build an e-commerce store. Pick My Brain makes it super easy to build a knowledge commerce store. So I communicate what it is we're doing all the time and where it is we're going, right? And as the leader, I have to constantly do that. We are the keeper of the vision and we have to communicate that vision with our community, our team, our investors consistently, which I can do. But I am on the behind the scenes, very open to how that happens. You know, I don't have a path of how that's going to happen. And I think I've shared to you in one of our coaching sessions, right? I had this vision. I found out from a conversation that there are 85 million people, 85 million teachers in the world. And I had a download that piece of knowledge was like, that's important. And I was like, oh my goodness, what if, and I love asking what if questions. It's my favorite thing to do. What if I could give 85 million teachers the opportunity to bring in anybody into their classroom for a conversation. That would be insane. That would give teachers the ability to bring perspective into the classroom. That would give people the opportunity to share their knowledge back down because everyone would say, yeah, I'll talk to a class. Like I haven't met one person that would say no to that. 
Um, and again, we could expand the awareness of that class because again, when you're in class, like the amount of exposure you're getting to different jobs, countries, cultures is pretty limited. At least in my school is very limited. And so I got this download and I was like, whoa, this has to, this is part of the vision. I just know that it's important. I have no idea how it's going to happen, but this piece of information that I had with a random person on a pick my brain call stuck with me. And I was like, okay, how do we make that happen? And I just, I just kind of let that information sit, that vision and download come. And then a couple months later, I meet a a partner. I get introduced to um, a company called the Junior Achievement. They're the largest nonprofit in the world. They're in 110 countries, have been nominated for two Nobel Peace Prizes, and their vision is to bring entrepreneurial entrepreneurial thinking into the classroom. And I had another being like, they have a network of teachers in 110 countries. Um, they like to bring different thinking into the classroom, click, click, and uh, got a chance to meet the CEO and said, listen, I've got a vision. I just want to share it with you. Um, That CEO invited me to their executive strategic retreat. I got to pitch their executive retreat on this vision. And now that company is taking the vision and is going to roll it out. And I was like, no way. Okay, cool. So again, that allows me to sit sometimes when investors or people are like hitting me of when to hit targets. I'm like, it doesn't necessarily work like that. Like it doesn't always work in this linear fashion of like, I'm going to call 20 people and convert 10 and get our ARR to that. Like that does not motivate me, but I'll get a vision of helping 85 million teachers. Like that's a revolutionary idea that could change the future of education. That will change the future of education. That will change people's relationships with, which is what resonates with me. Um, And I'm not sure how it's going to happen, but now that I have the vision, it, it does happen. And so now we signed like our biggest B2B contract yet you know, and it's scalable infinitely because we're just starting in British Columbia, my province and giving the teachers access to that and doing this beta and bringing it to life. Cause like you can't execute as fast as you get visions. I wish you could, but like, you know, I'm like, okay, this vision is like years in the making, but it's started and the contract is signed. And so yeah, keeping my schedule open to that allowed me to have that person to come in to give me that fact. I would say most CEOs would would think that my calendar management is absolute chaos and being like, you're wasting time. You need to stay focused on your goals. You don't have time to do all these conversations with these random people. And I'm like, "Mm, contrary, I get all of my ideas and visions from these people and I'm able to like our entire all of the investment that has come from pick my brain has come from a conversation on pick my brain. Every single one of the B2B deals I have signed have come from a conversation on pick my brain. Right. And so I'm like, no, I'm not shutting off that portal. Are you kidding? That's a tap. Um, and I won't judge, um, because the, the people who have given me those ideas have come from a broad range. They're not just like the most important people, you know, the 85 million conversations came from something that I didn't think that it would ever come from you know, and then, and then, yes, I went and brought that to the CEO who could implement it. But so I think people judge what their time is worth with whom too much. And I think that breaks us down a little bit. And I'm trying to prove that by like these, these networking events that I host and putting people in different rooms and being like, man, you can get one little glimmer of an insight, whether it's personally, professionally, or spiritually from someone. And that little glimmer can explode and manifest and continuously offer you compounding returns. So I haven't adjusted. I have been coached to stop doing it, but I'm not going to, cause it is my portal. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I can't, it's where everything comes and, and it, it works. So yeah, very, yeah, non- 
<laughs> I I love that because you know like this is exactly as she was saying that we are now also doing business coaching and we are calling it magnetic business because it's about running your company your way and what's in alignment with you. Yes. Like the most of business coaching out there is just about you know telling you the rules of how it's supposed to be done. Peak performance. Peak performance. Optimize yeah. for for results and profits and all of this and it's like it just kills the soul of the ceo or the founder yes and they just become a puppet of the company instead of being the company and you know being integrated with the soul of the company it's like just this robot running a machine where instead yeah. of a human running a living organ organization so yeah. like just love that you know you are sticking by that and Full power to you. And also, I want to acknowledge the uh, or notice what you mentioned several times: nonlinearity. That mm -hmm. you really honor the fact that our brains also work in nonlinear ways, and only the society somehow taught us to, you know, to to think in a box. And yeah. you're like, oh, there's no box. Wait a second. I'm not going to do things like ABC type of way. Yeah. I'm going to do all over the place and, you know, just talk to random people. But it yeah. looks like it's random, but actually yeah. it's not random at all. And no. the magic of the universe and, and, and your life, how you are designing your life right now is not fixed in some kind of a limited way but you allow yourself to just go with the flow and feel into it and you're listening to your intuition and you're basically honoring the non-linearity of how you function as a human and you mentioned also words like spirituality several times which is something that so many people are missing in their own businesses in their own endeavors whatever it is that they're creating instead of infusing spirituality and who they yeah. really are and channeling ideas into what they're creating they're just doing something that's basically like a blueprint and copy paste of you know they saw something somewhere it's a template and then they try and copy paste and guess what more often than not it doesn't work and you are a perfect example a real life example of how powerful it is to really follow that intuition and instead of living from a template be like wait yeah. a second there are no templates and I'm going just to do it my own way and even if a coach is or, or a mentor is telling me that I shouldn't do it I will show them that I will and I will succeed that way. <laughs> yeah. 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 Each, like, to realize you know that each company has a unique blueprint like we talk about it like your soul has the code for your yeah. life, your business, not another coach, not another uh, CEO, but it's your soul and the company's soul that has that. And what our coaching, like what we are doing is helping people to connect to their soul to download the code instead of telling them what to do. It's like, no, we just need to teach you how to align with you so that you get it. It's, it's yeah. that simple. Like you yeah. already know how to run your business. We just need to help you to reach that place where you already know how to run your business. Totally. And, you know, like coming back in, in a little bit, like all of this strategy and process, like, you know, people are trying to go from linear results to exponential results. But the non-linear way gives us quantum results where it's impossible to even reach linearly or exponentially. Like, you may yeah. go from one to 10, but you're going from here, you're going from one to Z, which is off the map, but it's so much more than you could, anything you could imagine. Totally. <laughs> yeah. 
Totally. And, and what I think is, um, I think, I think there's a lot of people that are random because they do not know their purpose yet. They have not done the work to craft where they're going and what they want to attract. Had I just put, like, I was very intentional. I'm very intentional when I create an offer. My pick my brain profile is created very intentionally to invite the right people in. Um, my boundaries are created on the profile very intentionally to make sure that it's not fully random, that there is an energy to it. There's a resonance to it. And if you don't have that, which takes, you know, a, a, a certain amount of self-reflection work and contemplation and, you know, playing to get it. Like I didn't always have it. I had to like accumulate it over my life and then I got it and I was like, okay, cool. And now that I have it again, the people that are pulled in are coming into that container that I have intentionally built um, with myself and my company. I'm like, hey, this is this is where Pick My Brain is going, and if I keep, you know, I, I visualizing that and creating it with with that that vision in 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 mind, then the opportunities that come aren't aren't random, you know, but I'll be open to them because I'm like, oh, I I know that I know when my offer is clean based on the people that come in. And I know when my offer needs to be tweaked when the people that are coming in that I've hit like, okay, that was that was that wasn't quite in alignment. That didn't really resonate. Okay, what what is it about my offer that attracted that in? So I think there still needs to be like so much work done with knowing thyself, um, which takes to me, you can speed up that process of knowing yourself and finding your ikigai or your purpose or your dharma or however you want to discover it or your spiritual development. Like people don't bring this in because they don't know. So you can speed this process up by talking to more people. So I often say, you want to get there faster, go have a hundred conversations and go dig in and you will discover who you are very quickly. You'll start to get insights. You'll start to notice what what elevates you. You'll start to notice what you can talk deeply about. Um, you know, you'll start to notice what countries respond well to your messages and what countries don't. That's been very interesting, right? Going international, like layering in culture onto the message as well. So yeah, I'm, I'm always pushing like, yeah, knowing thyself, getting as many touch points as you can, practicing creating an offer to see if you're dialed, if what is coming in is right. Same with dating, right? You want to attract the right person. We're very good at doing these, these things in some areas of our lives, but we haven't transitioned it to others yet. We're, we're very good in the physical realm. We're very good at getting fit um, and getting our mindset around being strong in our body um, and finding love. But when that transitions into like uh, figuring out our purpose and what we're here to do, people are like, bah, that's like weird, that's fluff. And I'm like, mm, is it, you know, um, but it's just like, yeah, I, I, and I almost feel like when I meet people, the level of their ability to have influence or aura or energy is in direct correlation to how many people they've touched and experienced as well, how much they've gone through their range of life um, allows them to be valuable. So you can increase your value as a human being as well with the number of conversations you've had that are across generation, across department, across industry. So yeah, I just keep coming back to, I want to just make it so easy for people to opt in to that challenge, right? People opt into running a marathon. Great opt into meeting a hundred people. You can put the time into running pavement, put the time into having conversation. I want to create that as a normal thing, right? We do 30 day yoga challenges all the time. We run marathons, we climb mountains. 
okay, cool. Let's try meeting the world's people. Let's challenge each other to do that. Because I, when I meet someone that's had a thousand conversations, you better believe that that conversation can go a million ways. And that person can offer me so many doors to go down versus the person that's had one conversation and stayed in their head. Can't really work with that. Can't really play sport with that. So yeah, I just keep coming back to like challenging the world um, to do this. And in doing it, you will gain a deeper understanding of yourself, of others, and of your place in humanity. Yeah. What, what this reminds me of is uh, the longest research study ever conducted by the Harvard University about happiness and yeah. what I'm talking about. And basically what it talks about is that relationships and building relationships is the number one most important aspect of a happy life. Yes. And you're talking about because without a conversation a proper deep transparent loving yeah. conversation there is no relationship and what you're talking about is exactly that to build a network and to build a a, a friend circle or, or a family group that is deep and yeah. it's it makes you feel like you have a purpose and you have some kind of a springboard to bounce back and to be able to have a support system and all of that so that is something that's also so so much missing in the world where people are too much in in their own lane and too much focused on their individualistic lives but not enough in connection with other people because right. that's again, like you say magic happens so good thank you so much for reminding me of that study because I am definitely going to talk about that and then relate it to all relationships start with a conversation and people struggle to build relationships outside of romantic relationships because again, they don't have the permission. They don't know how to go and ask for a conversation. They, where do you go to do it? Um, so yeah, couldn't, couldn't agree more. And um, you know, we're in a loneliness epidemic right now as society, we are so siloed and it's so easy to just take our phone and be in a world with our phone. You know, and I even find myself too, because it's so good. Um, yeah, like, and, and, you know, when you get so fast, sometimes like a conversation can be slow in comparison to a phone, but again, the energy that I get and the resonance, and again, that insight, right. I'm going to take the heart. You just a perfect example. One of many things I can take from this conversation, I'm going to go reread that study and I'm going to use that study to communicate to my community and validate again the importance because I just have to constantly share the importance of just like a physical trainer would push you to always move your body every day I'm like pushing people all the time go and take the energy that it takes to connect build these relationships go tap in um, and I know it takes energy. I get nothing. It's not easy, you know, or it's not like a, no energy, but, um, you'll, yeah, you'll start to feel happier <laughs> truly. And, and you'll start to, I don't know, live a thousand lives that you're unable to live because you're given this one body. But I'm like, no, I can live anyone's life. Like one of the conversations I always refer to, I had a conversation with a 30 year old from Egypt. She was my age when I called her at the time. And we just had this deep, she was from Egypt. She was my age, you know, brought up in a very different country with a very different government. Um, and yet we had this deep conversation about what we would fight and fight for, what we'd be willing to risk our lives for. Cause she did. So I booked her because she said like, ask me about the Egyptian revolution. And I was like, Whoa, like I'd never be able to articulate. I want that knowledge. 
But when I see it, I'm like, I would like to learn more because of what's happening, what happened in Iran, what's happening in Gaza. I want to know what she felt when Egyptian crisis was on. And again, sitting there, I felt like for the 45 minutes that we talked, I was Egyptian. I was fighting for her. I was in her life. I got to live her life for a short period of time. Um, and when I hop on pick my brain and discover people, that's what I feel like. I feel like I'm in Brazil right now. You know, I'm like in your resonance. And, and I think that's really special because I, you know, I dream of living millions of lives, but I know I only have one for this one. Like I have my purpose in this body, but I'm like so curious and I want to be and do everything, but I get that through conversation. I'm like, cool. I'm going to go travel the world. Let's go look on pick my brain. Let's go to Slovenia today. Let's talk to someone from Slovenia because I'm going to get the energy from Slovenia. And I've never been there. And I want to know someone from Slovenia to be like, how do they respond? How do they talk? What is their accent? Like, like, what is their government? Like, I just want to, for 45 minutes. And I think if I can sell, like I keep not sell, but frame things that way too. travel the world um, through this playlist of people, you know, and this brings the opportunity to travel to everyone, you know, only like 5% of the people of the world have an opportunity to travel. You know, when you look at it, and you're like, whoa, okay, so what about the rest? How do they get exposure to new ideas and new cultures and new experiences? Well, you can try time travel with conversation. You know, you can travel to a physical location into someone's body with a conversation. Um, and you don't need to hop on a flight and have the resources to do it and all that. So yeah, I think if you're a curious person that knows that you want to live a thousand lives too, know that you can. Do you want to add anything in before we close? Feels good. I thank you guys for, again, I'm like, right, I'm going to go into my day with higher energy because I just had an empowering conversation. So I get to enter my next task, highly elevated. So just appreciation for this, the questions, the prompts, the hang, <laughs> the energy. Yeah. <laughs> it's really fun. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank yeah. you for your presence and also for all of the insights that are very grounded, like from a person who is actually walking her talk. You're not just uh, talking, you're yeah. taking action and you're very active and very eager to change the world, which is very visible. Thank you. I appreciate you guys too, right back at you. I feel like we're on the same, like, you know, the same level of, of pushing what we know needs to be the next version out there. And that's why we found each other mm -hmm. in this yeah. giant world. Yeah. <laughs> so right back at you. <laughs> Amazing Thank conversation. You. Thank you so much.